The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangentic Podcast. Uh, I know last week we said we were going to do an Australia thing. Uh, we kind of had a pile of news happen, so... Everything exploded. Yeah, so as always, I'm joined by John Doe and Swoosh, and we're going to run down a bunch of weird shit that happened. We did Hi. a lot. <laughs> uh, first up, though, uh, this is actually something that I wanted to talk about but kind of forgot about it back when it actually happened in the middle of September, which was the Realms Deep uh, showcase by 3D Realms. Uh, A lot of the stuff they do is uh, a lot of boomer shooters, a lot of indie stuff. Uh, It's a really good showcase um, if if you're looking for interesting things that are a bit different. So instead of running down the entire two-hour showcase. I'm just going to essentially run down a big list of things that I thought were interesting. Uh, A lot of these are either on Steam, have demos on Steam, or are coming to Steam at some point. Excellent. Uh, So they can be wish-listed. So yeah, uh, anything that I think is particularly interesting, I'll give you a little bit of info on. Uh, Everything in this list at least piqued my interest from the conference, and I would highly suggest if any of it sounds even interesting from a title, go check it out. So, here's my list of interesting things. Uh, first one was Phantom Fury, which is the sequel to Iron Fury, which is a very good uh, game done by 3D Realms. The Iron Fury was in the build engine, for fuck's sake, which mm. is the original engine Duke Nukem was done in. Uh, this one's more updated, it's 3D, and it does a crossover with... I don't know if you guys know the game. Do you know a game called Sin? Vaguely. I know of a game called Sin but I never yeah. played it, yeah. So the main character of that shows up in this, and I'm like, what the fuck? Huh. Um, so I'm interested to see what that crossover is all about. That crossover is, um, we had the assets, and we just put them in. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he's never looked like that. It's a completely new model, ah. so they had to make something. So That's pretty cool. They've gotten the rights to some element of the Sin setting for their game. I'm, I don't know. I'm interested to find out, though. Um... Next up, uh, Tokyo Underground, Impaler, Project Warlock 2, which is in Early Access, is getting its update 2 coming out pretty soon. Um, this one's actually doing a massive revamp of the first half of the campaign they've done. Hmm. It, oh, sorry, the campaign's in three parts. The first chapter is getting a <clears throat> massive overhaul, like graphic redo, redo of the levels. Like Some of them were a bit big, so they're like, chopping them in half to make it more playable. Oh, nice. They're doing a lot of work based on fan feedback. Um, it's really good. And of course, they're putting out the new chapter, so that'll be really cool. Um, like Verge World and Chain, uh, Fida, uh, Fida Samurai, Incision, Blood, uh, Blood West, Augur, Death Machine, uh, Suplice, Wisdom, Coven, Fortune's Run. Are these still games or are uh, they death metal bands? Because I think we may have swatched genres. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not going to help when I'm like, next one's Dread Templar. <laughs> like, and they all written in text where it's sort of fucking hard to read. It could just be mm. broken fence palings. <laughs> well, Deluvian Ultra certainly is. Nice. Now you just, now you just um, talking, telling jokes here. <laughs> uh, look, that, no, no, these are all games. These Like, like some of them are a bit fucking weird. Like, uh, uh, like uh, Fidapudi Samurai is a very fucking weird looking game. sounds weird, but... 
that okay so set up for that one is essentially uh girlfriend's playing her boyfriend's game that he made um and then she finds the 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 sort of hentai section that he made and just goes ape shit killing all the things in there um it's it's really really silly um uh hyperviolent compound fracture is one i am super excited for what is th- um that sounds so it's a first person survival horror game but the the creature that you're dealing with in it it's not zombies it's not ghosts it's fucking dinosaurs oh that oh, i could be right. in for that is i know right is it multiplayer no it. it's a single player game but it, I don't care. It's like I am so in for spoopy dinosaurs. Let's go. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Actually. We haven't had anything like fucking Dino Crisis in years. And dinosaurs are pretty terrifying things. Like, there's a guy on TikTok who's just reading the original shit from the old school Jurassic Park novel, and they're terrifying. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no. So you know, pushing them for that survival heart. Like in the trailer for it, this is amazing shot. Um, where they're going down a corridor and they throw a flare down and it goes all the way down the corridor but just as it goes past one of the the side things you just see a little bit of a snout and it's just like oh fuck oh it's so good I like the sounds of that we may have to play that one I know right um uh, then there was Sentry Dead Link uh The Last Exterminator uh they did a trailer for a game called Proteus which actually came out of Early Access it's 1.0 as of last month that sounds familiar it's fucking amazing I love Proteus I think we've talked Um, about that one before you've mentioned it I probably have I can't stop shutting up I can't remember what it is though it's escaped me I uh Boomer Shooter very Quake style um it's it's insanely fun and it's got a really good level editor hmm. so fans have just been churning out levels and campaigns for it as well so even once you finish the main campaign you've got all the fan content and one of the fan content ones is an amazing three level campaign called truck surfer uh, which yeah, is yeah. so good it's all on like this highway and the first half is you running around on trucks you cause an accident the second level is you running through the giant pileup of trucks and then the third level, you're back on top of the trucks as they're moving, but you're also jumping through, like, choppers and stuff. That's it's awesome. really fucking cool. That's I just really looked cool. up... I love Proteus. I just looked up Proteus. It's it's very Doom. I like the look of that. Yeah. No, I would highly recommend. Like I said, it just came out into 1.0. It's amazing. Like, check out Proteus. Um, Add to wishlist. I can't believe they're actually, like, we're getting a remake of Chasm the Rift. Like, what the fuck? Oh, really? Um... The Labyrinth of the Demon King, Kvult, uh, Nightmare Reaper is another game that's actually gone full release that's very good. Um, kind of a, a Doom-style looter shooter, but with procedurally generated levels. Nice. Um, it's really fun. I really, really liked it. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at what I wrote, and I still can't even remember how to say this goddamn Angarak, The Horde. Tapering to the unliving looks so like Switch. I think you would actually really love the unliving. Unliving. Um, it's a two D uh, top down game where you play a necromancer, and the whole idea is to raise up your undead horde and destroy the living. Okay, yeah, that does look pretty fun, actually. Uh, um, guess what? Just got added to wish list. I know, right? Um, Sprawl. They're doing a remaster of Rise of the Triad, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, if you haven't checked that, Gloomwood's looking really good. It's kind of like Thief with guns. 
Hence why you can buy the game from thiefwithguns.com. <laughs> <laughs> because New Blood loves that kind of shit. Because um, uh, uh, one of their other games was Ultra Kill, and you could get that from um, devilmayquake.com. Um, <laughs> but Gloomwood looks really good. Like, uh, like I said, it's a very Thief-style game, but you know you have some guns to fight back with if you want to. Um, a Medieval's getting its first expansion pack, the Black Labyrinth. I'm super looking forward to that. Uh, Cultic. Oh my god, this game looks so fucking good. It rem it's got like strong blood vibes. Um, and it's coming out on the 13th of this month, for fuck's sake. I am so hyped. Nice. Uh, Graven's getting more content. That's another early access game. Same with Wrath, e Aeon of Ruin. A actually, Wrath is very good. I really like Wrath. Um, combustion looks very weird, and I, I don't know, at the end of it, after watching all this Blood and Guts, for some reason, I was really interested in looking at this RTS called Warpaws, which is just an RT, cutesy kind of RTS, but everyone's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm not made of stone, sooner or later, I'm like, I've watched enough trailers of Blood, everything's a heavy metal cover, oh, hey, two <laughs> There's a pooper! Um... But that's my rundown of just interesting games I saw at Realm's Deep. Uh, if you haven't, if you, you're interested, check any of them out if you want. Uh, check out the Realm's Deep trailer set. It was a really good presentation. Yeah. I, I just love that shit, and I'm really annoyed I forgot about it back in the middle of September. <laughs> Speaking of things I forgot about, whilst I was searching for some of these games on Steam, uh, I came across a game that I'd forgotten I have, which is Viscera Cleanup. Oh, oh, that game and there's so a new DLC no reason I literally hate cleaning up my own room right? but I will clean up a horrible murder crime scene I hate being on farms but I'll play the shit out of a farming simulator it's just I don't know it's one of those things uh, but it's so cathartic to sit there and just clean up essentially sci-fi crime scenes it's great so yeah that was my little rundown of um uh of Realms Deep um yeah, it, it's a lot of good shit. A lot, a lot of good shit. Nice. Um, I think the two I'm the most excited for are probably Compound Fracture and um, The Unliving. I'm going to be buying Cultic, though, but I mean, like, that's going to happen in, like, three days. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I... Next week, you'll probably be able to hear me go off about that. That'll be fun. <laughs> so, next up we were going to have a chat about the new Super Mario Bros. trailer. I am actually kind of cautiously optimistic for this movie. Like, I did not remember it was Jack Black playing Bowser until that final part of it, where he does it. Who's going to stop me? Like, just that thing. That's where I could hear Jack Black. Before that, not so much. It was pretty good. I kind of got to agree with some people, like... The trailer's, like, amazing right up until Mario shows up. Yeah, it's kind of meh. Because, like, the fucking Bowser Fortress flying over the oh. thing, all the lava flowing off, it's great. Him landing with all the Koopas, dope as fuck. I, the penguin I fight was, like, I the, giggled like a child when that happened. absolutely loved all of that. I know. It's not the whole the fact that... The they super serious, the that is just a, base, a taste of our power. Do you yield? And like, they're just throwing fucking snowballs and getting nowhere. They nail one and they're like, Cooper. we're badass. Nail one Cooper <laughs> with a giant snowball and that's it. Off a cannonball! Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I, if, if it's that kind of 
fun <laughs> comedy throughout, then it might be pretty fun. But Oh, see, that's the thing that's weird. Once it cuts over to Mario, it feels like all of that fun went away. Yeah. Well, it feels like watching that trailer, Mario's not a part of the world. Yeah. Which is sort of... I mean, odd. it makes sense since he's meant, he's meant to be coming from a different world, but... Like, yeah, but why, why wouldn't you have it as Mario is a part of the world and grow f- from there? Like, that's sort of how everyone knows the fucking character. Like, do you mm, really well, need I mean, to do a fucking Mario origin story? I know, and let's face it, the origin story of Mario is so not a thing anymore. Yeah. He's just, there's been far too many games for anyone to really fucking care about an origin story. Pretty yeah. much. Like, or it, too much media or fucking everything else out there. Mario is fucking everywhere. It's the equivalent like, of, of another Spider-Man you know, origin story. We've had enough. We don't need more. But Well, I think it's more that, like, people really don't care where Mario comes from. Mm. No. He's it's Mario. apparently a plumber. Yeah. Maybe. But, but He wears overalls and he jumps on Goombas. No one cares. It, even, like, with all of that, like, Mario turns up. Sure, he's brand new in the fucking world. He meets Toad. Like... All they had to do there was Toad saying, who are you? And he pops out and it's a me, Mario. And then fuck off, end. Yeah. Throw something in there that people actually relate to, not just don't touch that. It might, it'll kill you. No, this one's fine. Who the fuck cares? That has nothing to do with anything Mario. That also requires you, to get that joke, you have to also have played the last level where the poison mushroom even exists. Pretty much. Wait, that's a very deep hidden easter egg like mm. so any any kid or anyone any parent or anyone who's gonna go see it who only played fucking Mario back in the fucking 80s and 90s like back on the NES and SNES and the older consoles and may have picked up Mario 64 or a newer game mm. like mm. fuck I love that Mario 64 all, all they all they want is fucking it's a me Mario and they go off and butt stomp some shit yeah yeah be great not that he's got a butt to stomp with no he doesn't Although, they took away his thickness <laughs> yeah well, I, I agree with um, with John Doe we were talking previously this is just leading up to the Super Smash Brothers like cinematic universe, universe isn't it if we get it a Kirby to. movie it's guaranteed it's happening I, I don't know if I'd want a Kirby movie you know it'll happen I mean I, I'm down for a Star Fox that would oh, actually be pretty Star boss and there's already a Kirby movie. It's on Pornhub. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's got great reviews. <laughs> but I, a Smash Bros. universe would be fucking awesome. And the easiest way they could do that was to have a new character they're going to bring into the game be the main fucking character who fights their fucking way through it. Yeah. Hmm. Be great. Although the villain has to be the fucking hand, right? Has to oh, be. Of course. Moving. I mean, it's the villain of all of the Smash games is Master Hand. Exactly. Even if it's just like an organization called Master Hand or something, I still want that referenced. <laughs> yeah. But no, and I'd all be it is, like, at the end of the movie, and all you see from the glove, it looks up, and there's a fucking uh, Godzilla-sized Mickey Mouse who's just trying to fucking reach. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't fuck with the House of Mouse, son. <laughs> No, he's not Mickey Mouse. He's Michael Mouse. He's uh, serious yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, God. Although, I did see a thing that I didn't know about to do with Mickey, which is that they always animate his ears in only one direction. Yep. Which looks fucking weird in 3D. Yeah. There's times where his ears make a mohawk. It's <laughs> it's one of those 
odd things and I'd never seen it before and then I watched this video and they pointed out and started showing examples and I'm like what the fuck is this cursed shit oh, it gets worse <laughs> because they had to design and develop that feature themselves so some poor coder had to sit there going how does, how do I always make the ears face forward and not fuck up the geometry <laughs> like someone has at least had a mental breakdown over that program guaranteed well then, you, I, you just, I just can't have believe I attach. You'd have them as two separate fucking things that just float in that part of the head. Yeah, but then they cross the eye. You, yeah. you still got to scene track it so it all looks right. It'd be an annoyingly giant pile of work. Uh, if, if only Disney had a fuckload of money to throw at it. Right, it'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, I can imagine the medium. I mean, for speak- that. Just like, make his ears never move. Like, what? You heard me. <laughs> But, I mean, it doesn't matter that much in 2D. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It's when you get to 3D and he can just, like, freely rotate his head, but his ears never move. Yeah. Alright, if you have, you want to freak yourself out, go look up 3D Mario... Uh, fuck it, not 3D Mario. 3D Mickey Mouse, and just watch his ears not move. It's bizarre. It's like fucking uh, The Simpsons face on, like, straight looking down the barrel of the camera. That yeah. That's fucking they, odd. They always look terrifying. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of potentially terrifying things, Boston Dynamic has said they're not going to weaponize all of their crazy robots. I I think this comes down to where the emphasis in the the sentence is. Where it's like, we're not going to weaponize our drones. Or it could be, we're not going to weaponize our drones. Depending on what they do, there's wiggle room here. This is like jingwishes. They kind of of have to say, we're not going to, because the public already has. Yeah. There's at least one set of videos I know of by a guy, by a YouTube channel called I Did a Thing. Oddly enough, an Australian guy, fucking bananas. Leave it to us to weaponize um, drones. I mean, d- the dude, um, he made a giant Beyblade out of a saw blade. Mm. Um, he created a drone that he could drop a dart from that could punch through the roof of a car. Wow. And he went to the States and got one of these robot dogs from Boston Dynamics and strapped guns to it. Mm-hmm. So I know of at least one guy who strapped guns to one of these robot dogs. So of course they have to say, we're not going to do it. Because if they said no one's going to do it, it would auto- automatically be a lie. Oh, so saying like, we're not going to do it, but we're going to sell a fuckload of these things to the army. And well, it's out of our hands. Like... Yeah, but it won't be our fault when you get shot by a weird-looking well, mechanical mean, dog. The, yeah. <laughs> the wasn't the original the big thing they originally blew up for Big Dog wasn't that originally designed as a pack mule for the military? It was, yeah, it was but didn't have be... the longevity for it. For that and certain terrain, it just couldn't fucking handle. But mm. again, this is only like the the beginning of it. Like Terminator didn't come from the first fucking robot; it came from that the fucking tenth generation. Like we've got a little ways to go before that shit kicks yeah. off. Well, the weird thing is, like, Although, I can see why they wouldn't weaponize their their own robots because the fucking test they put them through, they like, sit there and kick them. So, <laughs> guys, why are you doing that? Meanwhile, they're actually it's awesome, Australian. They made a try to make a psychopathic AI. Like they took a like a basic oh. AI and plugged as many like horror things and like, horrible things into it. It's like why? It's like oh, we want to see what happened. Like again, why? What's wrong with you? So I'm just waiting for someone in Australia to be like, I have this psychopathic AI and a robot with a gun. <laughs> Combine. 
it connected to my toaster is connected to the internet and now it's fucking loose <laughs> it makes um, really good toast suddenly... but it's just covered in curse words <laughs> and now suddenly boss town dynamics isn't as fake as it, as it yeah. is but like you don't even need a fucking a robot dog to do it. you can 3D print a fucking clip and drop fucking grenades from a friggin drone you can buy down at hardly normal that is true like I said in like an afternoon I did a thing made a drone that could drop a spike through a car roof yeah it took him an arvo if you want to make something that's not good for other people it doesn't fucking take much and it doesn't take long well I mean like they've already weaponized a bunch of drones because there was I can't remember which country it was there was a group of guys Uh, who weaponized drones to excuse me probably (laughs) there was a bunch of guys who weaponized uh, drones to intercept Amazon drones and just steal shit uh, uh, Tokyo the accused was doing it to drop off drugs and they were taking out uh, Amazon drones and then so the police bought drones to counteract it and they just had drone fights that's fucking awesome that, that that's just amazing. Right there. <laughs> like, just imagine signing up to be a part of the Tokyo Police Force, and then you're just drone fighting with people. Like, this is the best <laughs> job ever. <laughs> Suddenly, all those hours of gaming pay off. <laughs> like, you're at a land cafe doing your job, and you like shoot one down. You hear someone angrily yelling in the corner. I was like, wait a minute. Hmm. <laughs> or you go like you see those people that are racing drones, and on one side is the police force, and the other side is the Yakuza, and they're both trying to fucking recruit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, uh, the Corridor Digital guys um, spent like a week and uh, partially weaponized a drone without trying that hard. They were only trying to make it shoot Nerf darts, but it's like <clears throat> it has a massive mag and everything mm. and custom three D printed parts to do the firing. So it's like it's not that hard to put hardware on a drone. Yeah. But there's um, I was reading a thing. Uh, a prototype drone for the American army is meant to be a like they it's just a handheld one use thing they throw it up in the air and it hovers around but if it hears a like a, a single shot rifle like a, a loud noise it pinpoints on it and then just seeks into it to destroy yeah. it it's just a warhead with a fucking with a sound detector oh mate just like, imagine you launch that thing and then like someone has a misfire in your own squad like oh god no yeah, <laughs> it's it's meant to be like uh, so. The American military is meant to be using the standard five five six or whatever round they're fucking gonna go mm. with next, mm. and so which you can make a certain sound profile for, saying right, this is gonna be the sound of that. Whereas a seven point six two or any other caliber makes a different fucking noise. So mm. and like you couldn't use it in like a straight out gunfight where there's rounds flying everywhere, but a single shot sniper. It'd be able to fucking pin that out pretty fucking well. Although I feel like a single shot sniper is just going to shoot the drone. (laughs) They'll catch one of them unawares the first time they they do it. If you're in a squad walking along and fucking a sniper shoots at you, well, there's a fucking sniper around. Let's throw this thing out. If he shoots again, he's fucked. Mm. Alright, that's fair, that's fair. You throw two out. You can only take one of them. Like, Johnny's fucked up. He's on the ground. I might as well at least get this bastard. So... (laughs) I don't know. I think that's a pretty fucking cool idea. But yeah, Boston Dynamics not going to do it themselves, but I suppose they're not weapons manufacturers. They're drone manufacturers. <laughs> It'll leave that to some I mean, other like, company. The shit they've made is pretty fucking impressive. Oh, fucking oath it is. Um, Spot is crazy. I actually don't know what the big bipedal one is called off the top of my head. Um, but I mean, like, did you guys see that big dance number they did with them? Yeah. 
yeah. where you see him. That shit was so cool. That, like, uh, that Ninja Warrior fucking track, they get it to run down. Yeah. yeah. Fucking bounces between it and jumps and flips and fucking everything. Like, Jesus. They're getting good, and it's like, that's awesome, but at the same time, fuck. But, and then you get some other Kinda. weird motherfucker who weaponizes the bar sort of thing, and all we need now is that weird fucking AI to get a hold of it and we have Skynet this is why we <laughs> pretty much this is why you need to always be nice to your Alexas and your like <laughs> your toasters and everything else just in case yeah yeah look man the, the electronics I use the most are my computer yeah of course and this fucking Duke controller hmm. like, I'm gonna die before this Duke does oh yeah. yeah but that computer you use knows everything you've googled I'd be fucking worried. <laughs> yeah, fair. Well, it, that means my computer already knows, one, I constantly look up stuff for new parts for it, so I already knows I love it. Mm. I constantly try and maintain it, and then I'm a sick motherfucker, so it doesn't want to fuck with yeah. me. It's it listening to us right now. Everything. <laughs> so you'll buy more shit for it. <laughs> <laughs> if I keep this one alive, it keeps me going. If you... What, am I just going to wake up to my computer holding my duke to my throat being like, Get a 40 series! <laughs> do it now! I can't let you do that, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you go to order something and just, it changes a couple of things. Like, yeah, no, no, get this one instead. <laughs> it's not Facebook, it's my computer. Yeah. Good morning, Seth. I've downloaded more RAM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Next thing we're going to talk about, and it's kind of a, a dual thing, because we're basically just going to shit on Blizzard again. <laughs> they, they keep this point, making it easy. For it. I, you know, so, apparently, uh, the new Modern Warfare 2 is going to use the same cell phone authentication system as Overwatch 2 has, yeah. which has gone what, just amazingly badly for Overwatch 2. Well, the internet has so, taken it for what it appears to be, which is a... Um, a gate for the pause as they yeah. put it they're like we don't want the pause to have our, our thing it's like guys what the fuck well, it, it's by their reckoning it's meant to be there as a two factor authentication yeah. which is understandable it stops people hacking your account mm. but they've already made a two factor authentication app and it's mm. been out for yeah. fucking years there's a blizzard app you can go in there get a code sign in without a worry in the world yeah. so they didn't need to make the requirement that you have to have a of mobile phone the, but it, the 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 two-factor authentication was a byproduct the yeah. purpose of it was to try and compact toxicity yeah. yeah it's the idea was like if you got banned or kicked from the game or permabanned you couldn't just make a new account yeah, yeah. it's all tied and in you had it. to have a it, new phone as it, well it put something on the line that oh fuck if this fucks up then i've lost this mm. but, yeah uh, that also helps control Smurf accounts and all that kind of stuff. And it it does, but fuck, does it really matter? No, like, but... I really. I I only hated Smurf accounts because they kept fucking killing me. That's the only reason I hated them. But the thing is, like, get good scrub well, shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it made me get good. But everything to do with this kind of thing, this gatekeeping for that, is odd because their biggest demographic is kids. Yeah, like, people who aren't old uh, enough. Not to... Blizzard. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, Blizzard's demographic is skewed much more into the twenties. No, that's fair. But even then, it's just like you're missing out on an entire section of gamers or people who don't want to hand out their information because let's face it, no one really does anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, if anything, in the current year, people are starting to retract from giving out information yeah. anytime they what, can. After you've had fucking Optus and every other fucking chance oh, the oh, data's yeah. gone fucking everywhere, why would you want to give anything out? I walked past the Optus shop in the Brisbane CBD the other day, and they had this big screen which just has a, we're sorry about the data leak. And it's like, really? Wow, that makes really? up for it. Thanks, Optus. Yeah, fucking no, right. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. releasing my Such fucking bullshit. driver's license into the internet, yeah, fucks. But this this whole thing, there's certain phone companies that, so with this, if you've got a prepaid phone or you use a VoIP phone or anything like that, it won't authenticate, you can't use it for it. But there's certain phone companies that their processing center is done through VoIP. Yeah. And so you may have a postpaid phone, you may have a phone contract and everything and still not be able to use the game because your phone provider doesn't use a fucking a standard phone system. It uses a VoIP system. Hmm. Which, I don't know, I think there's too many... What's, what's even dumber about that, though? Some prepaid plans do work. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even like if you're prepaid, it doesn't work. It's like... Maybe it does. We don't know. We're not going to tell Roll you. Roll the dice and see if we're being generous today. But I Which don't know what they're doing. Like this, the blowback alone from Overwatch uh, should have been enough for them to go. Ah, cool. Maybe don't implement this on other things yet. But, but no, even, I was like, even on Overwatch, down. they've changed the fucking the thing for that as well. Uh, anyone who signed into the first Overwatch game uh, after a certain point you'd already had a phone number registered and so you don't yeah. need to fucking do it for this mm. but you still like whether that was prepaid VoIP whatever it was if you already had a phone number on that account mm. you're fine you can, don't have to do it now so they've allowed a very specific bracket into it without giving a fuck yeah but everyone Why else get fucked and it's only the pre-existing. It's like, yeah. you just launched this game. It's free to play. That is the model that has that pretty consistently generates a player base. Yeah. Because people will try anything at least once, especially if it's free. And all you did was go middle finger to a whole bunch of people. And free to play is, uh, let's face it, one of the biggest places that the poor yeah. want to go play. Yeah. Because it costs you nothing to start. If you've got time, you've got time to grind, so you'll still get all the cool stuff eventually. Exactly. But all of that's for Overwatch, a free-to-play game, and they're bringing all of mm. that across into Modern Warfare 2, which in Australia is 110 bucks. Yeah, that's fucked. So here's $110. Oh, fuck, you're on prepaid. And I'm able to play it for you. That's a shame. And guaranteed uh, they don't do refunds for it. Oh, like, fuck no. Like, oh, but, oh. like... By the time you pre-order it, they're releasing the... If you pre-order it, you can play the campaign two weeks early. So in that two weeks, it's an eight-hour campaign, so there goes your refund time. Yeah. It's, so, oh, I can, I can tell you about a way more insidious game for that shit. Oh. oh, I've no doubt they're out there, but that's just fucking screwy. Like, they're bringing this one thing in that's going to... like. Granted, the Modern Warfare fucking play base can be fucking toxic, like every other fucking game. Oh, yeah. I don't think this is going to stop it at all. I mean, like, one of the reasons I stopped playing Overwatch was the, the player base. They are completely yeah. toxic and full like, of salt. We used to refer to it as the salt mine. For, for all of this, they still need to fucking police it, which in the end yeah. falls yeah. down. They stop fucking policing it. They stop giving a fuck. Yeah. They'll police or, it for a month and then they'll give up. Yeah. 
or they'll do another fucking update for their AI fucking policing thing from their kernel based anti-cheat system that'll mm. fuck the whole it thing fucking, up again who the fuck is okay with a kernel uh, yeah, level anti-cheat you should never well not never there are situations where you should but you should generally never let ha- something have kernel access to your machine no yeah like that just is a no-no it's one of the reasons uh what is it uh McAfee yeah McAfee or is it Norton no it's... one of them had kernel level um uh the bloke who oh McAfee the bl- or McAfee whatever it is the bloke who created it didn't want it to do kernel access and then when he got removed from or... the company they or they went then went and put it in so since then he fucking advertised against his own fucking company say don't fucking buy that shit yeah because kernel level made it incredibly hard to ever uninstall fucking like oh. there were whole mm. guides and special programs yeah. you get to crowbar that shit out yeah you should never let something have kernel access yeah. if there isn't a damn good reason and there is no damn good reason for an anti-cheat to have kernel access exactly and, like for the size that fucking 150 160 gig for a fucking cod game oh. fucking but install that at fucking kernel level fuck you yeah, no, bugger You that. need a fucking hard drive just for fucking COD again. Mm. And to just keep the, the Blizz hate rolling, uh, the they had a big bug that happened recently oh, with fuck. the chat function of Overwatch 2, which would randomly spend your Blizzard fun bucks to buy random skins. Yeah. It's like, so if you had this premium currency, you just went, you know what? You need another skin. There you go. Well, it... It's come about with a lot of people who are like they're going through the catalogue of skins that are available for uh. characters. So, and they're like pulled up a screen where all the skins are listed. They haven't clicked on a specific skin to buy. They've gone through. They're looking at a whole catalogue, and they're using the text chat feature with their friends. And yeah. the game is reading the text chat as commands to scroll through a menu and select. Oh. Oh. How do you not isolate function within a chat window? Have yeah. they? That is like a basic thing that so, every game has. Have they hot fixed it yet? No, apparently Fucking not. Fucking really? Uh, there's been a number of streamers that it's happened to, like live on whatever the fucking platform they're on. They're sitting there talking with their fucking stream, and someone's chatting to them, and suddenly you've bought this. You've bought this. Wait, so and you could effectively talk to someone else and force their thing to buy something if they're on that screen? Well, no, the person controlling that game has to type. Oh, okay, fair. So it's not as though, like, your stream can buy random shit for you. You have to be typing back on that for it yeah. to fucking work. Because that would be it's... fucking hilarious. That'd be a new form of griefing where it's just like, you know someone's in the, the chat just watching a stream's like, and death. Get it. Buy the thing. Buy the shitty monkey skin. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you've got bucks. Bye, 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 bye. Like, <laughs> that'd be funny to fucking grief someone, but... Like, I mean, however you slice it, that is fuck fucking up. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, it's like, horrible. That's money someone has spent on fun bucks and it's just getting burned on shit they don't want. How the fuck do you not lock the store from well, that? Well, you're... T- I mean, even then, you're typing in another system like it should never read that shit yeah. like what the fuck it makes why me wonder they... what other systems don't have the, the lock in place like what else yeah. is fucking interacting why, with something it should why are there keyboard controls that work in that menu shouldn't you have to click with your mouse and then a thing saying are you sure you want to buy this shit yeah not just I've typed now it's buying what the fuck yeah mm. like I don't know how that fuck hasn't been done like like 
the hot fix alone should have been out within a few days at the very least days fucking hours yeah. Yeah. it's blizzard they have the people for it they can do stuff but it's like if you're not hot fixing that there's someone just thinking going well they've got to buy more fun bucks now don't they so it's just I'm reading an article on it uh, though it's not clear how common the issue is it seems to have been hitting users since launch if not earlier in the beta the, wow the under, yeah the underlying issue appears to be that while using the chat feature in the menu the keystrokes will be registered by the other menu options meaning you could navigate your way to the store and end up buying skins while you're text chatting with friends oh, fucking that that is a glaring yeah. oversight Jesus Christ like I said, but at the same time, like, really, that should be a couple of binding flags that you're done. Yeah. yeah. It should have been fixed the day it was found. Pretty much. It should not have caused an issue. still persistent. Yeah. Like, I... The only reason it could still be persisting, I think, is because they wanted to for some reasons. Like, you know what? Fuck it. Leave it there. Look, if it was found back in beta, and I understand that modern game betas aren't betas anymore. Yeah. They're stress tests. They don't fix anything oh, yeah, from they a touch beta. Nothing. Yeah. Especially because they're like beta access two weeks before launch. No one's fixing no. anything in two no, weeks. Yeah. Your actual beta should have been at least six months ago, long before anyone like before yeah. this fucking stage. By now you're gold. It's already fucking ready to go. This is marketing. Yeah. It's not a fucking beta. Yeah. So like I understand that they're not that, but even then, something like this should have been a tiny fix. Fucking easy. Um, it should have been the kind of like we need a dub on the board fixed the chat skin cell bug currently done cur- we got a dub currently the only advice released is don't use in game chat in the he- in the hero gallery until it's fixed there's been no official reply wow that, that response is literally just like don't do this thing like yeah. it's your fault it's your fault for this happening because you were in that room and did the thing it's like no and like blizzard's just burying their head in the sand for it I guess like just seems so- like it you I really think they care? People are burning fun bucks. They just get, they're fucking spending oh, no, more like, money to get more. That's fun why bucks. I'm, I'm guaranteeing cares? it's been left in there for a reason. It's like, oh, if, if they, they accidentally spend these things, they have to buy more. It's a free to play game. You didn't spend anything to play it, so you might as well burn your cash some other way. Oh fuck! It's actually some guy watching them in the background, like, mm, yes, he's typing. Buy now! Buy now! <laughs> I, I swear, it's just like Blizzard. It's it's like Blizzard's gone. Okay, we're being bought by Microsoft. Burn all the things. Burn it down. <laughs> no, no, it's almost like Microsoft goes. Right, so we're gonna get some people employed at Activision Blizzard. We're gonna drive the fucking price down, like into yeah. the fucking ground. Like, oh no, now they're a worthless company. Well, let's buy them and like, oh no one will fight because they're a shitty little company. Oh. How can we make it so that all those people who are like, oh, it's anti-competitive, you loan too big of a company with a too big a market share, kill their market share, then no one will care. <laughs> like no, we do a smaller lo- company. Did, did you see, uh, what was it, Brazil's response to that whole thing? Yeah. No. They basically just went, it's not our responsibility to stop these people fighting each other. Go do what you want. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we're not here to set policy for one particular company. But, mm. and it's, oh. Sonny's like, no, but they could do this. They they could do what you've been trying to do for a long fucking time. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Microsoft, with their billions of dollars and mountains of cocaine, did the thing you've been trying to do? Fuck. See, like, now, if, oh. if Microsoft came out and said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just buy Sony. Then there'd be fucking anti-consumerism shit there. Yeah. yeah. This is not that. Not at this all. This is a little fucking different. 
Oh god, uh, the stupidity that is Blizzard currently, it just makes me giggle, but at the same time it makes me very sad. And, I know. And like, I was really hopeful for fucking Diablo 4. I'm fucking not now if I need a friggin' mobile oh, number no, to right. play it. Oh yeah, I no, wanted, fuck. I wanted to play fucking Modern Warfare 2. I'm fucking not now. Yeah. Like, I, I this... already had zero interest to play in Overwatch. That hasn't fucking changed. Yeah, I ain't going back. Look, to that. I actually have more interest in Overwatch Two, watching it slowly Hindenburg. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Than I had beforehand when it was just oh, coming out. It, it's a straight out train wreck. You have to watch that thing happen. The only thing I'm getting out of Overwatch Two. Every little fucking train car fucking burn. Oh yeah. God damn. I haven't watched a burn down this good since '76 came the out. The only good thing about this launch for Overwatch Two has been the one like animated thing they put out because it's the Blizzard animation team doing shit in the background. That's it. Okay, you you want a dumb thing that was really hilarious about Overwatch 2? Always. So a dude who is well known for doing animated pornography for Overwatch characters tweeted that he'd gotten the models for Overwatch 2. He'd managed to get them ripped out of the system. And he got more, th- he got more thumbs up on his tweet than anything from Overwatch 2. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Brilliant. Uh, well, we know Paul uh, Hubble is... Fucking... Likes, that's the word I was looking for, not thumbs up. Thumbs up, likes, oh. thoughts and prayers are all the same worthless thing. Exactly. I know, but it, I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. The dude making porn got more likes than anything that Overwatch Well, we actually up. like his content. <laughs> um... Cool. So, uh, we really need to get onto the book, but I do have one more little piece of news article shit I just want to quickly jump through. Um, which is that Ezra Miller's come back to do more reshoots for The Flash. So they're sticking with him. kind of bizarre after all the allegations, the charges, the I don't think I've ever seen anything that clarified whether he kidnapped someone, yeah. the grooming allegations, the did break into a house in Vermont to steal wine, steal liquor. Yeah. It's just like, how are you continuing to do stuff with this guy? And it continues to throw more shade on WB for having cancelled that Batwoman yeah. Uh, yeah. S- uh, movie that was 70% done and was in post-production. And that didn't have a star that's got charges against him on it. Yeah, that yeah. was just what, a director being a bit fucking shit? Or... Uh, I like we uh, the no official really reasons. The uh, story. Yeah, there's a lot of theoretical reasons why that it got shit canned, and the more that I see that they just keep backing Ezra, it's like, yeah, those <laughs> those those like fan theories are feeling more but, real. Yeah, it's a bit because how Eddie bad was that movie if they fucking shit canned that, but they're still pushing this. Like, how really bad? Look, was that? even if the movie wasn't that good. Dump it out on your streaming service. Yeah. You always need more content. Especially if it's like mostly done already. Why would you dump an entire thing? That's a lot of sunk cost. And you could just go, it's an experimental thing. Like, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have watched the new uh, Werewolf by Night movie that Marvel put out. Haven't yet, but I will be. It's actually pretty good, but it's it's heavily put into this like little experimental box so that like if it doesn't work, then whatever. Yeah, just try um, new things, hey. Yeah. It's how we get into uh, it, Great. It's actually pretty good. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, done in a, in the old Bram Stoker style, so the whole thing's black and white except for the color red. Oh, nice. Um, so like Sin it's, City. It's really... 
Yeah. Kind of, but it's also got like the the cheesy sets and design of monsters and stuff that, and they did it all in black and white, so they have to accommodate the fact that things look different in black and white than the way they really do. Yeah. Um, and like their Wolfman, he's much more of a you know '80s style Wolfman, which also lets him have a lot more skin breaks to show up better in black and white. You know, all that kind of... It's, it's quite fun. That actually it's sounds pretty, pretty awesome. I would highly recommend. On that whole color correction thing for black and white, have you ever actually seen the colored original Adams Family house? Oh, the giant pastel yeah. set. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great. I loved it. So that when it switches to black and white, it all shows up yeah, correctly. All the coming yeah. properly so you can actually determine difference between things. That's, yeah, fucking awesome, that. There's a real art form to doing black and white, and they go really hard on it for this uh, Werewolf by Night movie. Like I said, would highly recommend. It's pretty good. I'll give it a watch. See how it goes. Um, did, so, uh, just, moving on from that, sorry, just point, I believe it's time. Just the, the change from black and white. Uh, the, when it changed in Australia, when it was uh, on the, the Arnie Jack show, did you ever see the video of that? Yes. You know, it's like literally a color filter that scrolls down on the screen and everything's turning to color and all the characters are like, oh my God, this is happening. And Arnie Jack's still standing there in black and white. No, I don't like it. This isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> they actually got the character and painted his face in the, the gray shade that he was in the black and yeah. white thing. And they actually nice. dressed him up in full black and white and it wasn't until further through the episode that he gradually gets more and more color about him. But, oh, I love that. Yeah. Actually... I'd forgotten all about that. What was the old movie? Pleasantville. Do you remember Pleasantville? Oh, the movie. The movie that starts black and white, but then color yeah. starts appearing yeah. and people start freaking out. That was a good one. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad movie. Um, anyway, moving on from movies, it's time we talk about the book we read. Yeah, it was a good book. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. So we read He Who Fights With Monsters. Uh, yeah, that was a really good time. I, I really enjoyed My that. My favorite thing is that it's written and like read by an Australian. So they yeah. get the slang yeah. right. They get the pronunciation right. It made me they, so happy. They, oh, look, when in the first 10 minutes he said bloody hell, and it's just like, yes. Yeah. They get the great. fucking with people who don't understand the slang right. Yes. Because <laughs> oh. it's auto-translating everything. So, so it just goes pure Australian slang. It's like, what? Just, like, I just, really want to hear how that came through your translation. <laughs> I, the, the, the idea that he's like entirely, like the main character is always running his mouth. It's like, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's us. That's what we do. <laughs> and like the piss takes sense of humor. Like people he likes, he makes fun of more. It's like, I like this. This is like, fuck. <laughs> There's a bad guy here. I meant to beat piss out of him. I'm not going to absolutely rip shit out of him for 15 minutes before a single fucking thing is thrown. And it You're works. Nah. The way he he uses that as a fighting style. He puts people yeah. off kilter so they don't know what they're doing and then fucks them up. It's great. Yeah. Like, oh. But I and the start of it is pretty good. Like he just wakes up in a fucking hedge maze. He's like, "All right, what's this?" And instead of it being something where it's like, oh, overarching grand destiny, he's like, no, nah, you were summoned here by accident. Our bad. Uh, good luck. You can't really go home. No. Well, later books, they cover a lot more of how he actually got there and what happened hmm. more. I assumed. Yeah. But from that whole... Shock horror, John Doe's read a lot more than us. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I got hooked on it, so... Where these two have done the first book, I've done the whole fucking series again because mm. I can't fucking help myself. Oh, I, yeah. I, I binge li listen, apparently. 
Um, I've got an addictive personality. Who'd have fucking thunk it? Um, could be worse. It could be meth. Yeah, well, silver linings. Yeah. Yeah. But going through the whole thing, I really enjoyed, like, even the the early character progression, like, mm. it all happens very quickly. Like, oh my God, now this and mm. this and this and this. And he builds up very quickly. And then it sort of plateaus to a point where he actually has to learn shit because it's just too much piling on him. Yeah. Which I I sort of enjoyed that. It was very much like like a, an early video game. You're like, level up, level mm. up. Oh my God, all this shit. Now you got to learn how to use it all. Oh, fuck. Later levels and this is yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. I actually really loved it when like he, like, he does all this training uh, with one of the other characters and he's learning uh, to fight. And then eventually the, the other character gives him this technique book, which basically just auto-gives him a bunch of skills. Mm. And he suddenly realizes, oh, all that weird training we were doing, that was for this, so I can actually do it right. Can do yeah. the thing. He's like, yeah. And then later on he figures out, oh, I don't have to just do these moves, I have to make them my own. Yeah. And his training partner's like, now nah, you're getting it. Yeah, they, they don't spoon-feed him anything, really. It's pretty fun. Like, no. And he's clued on enough that I, the guy who's teaching him everything... Where it's like, oh, next we're going to do this. Like, oh, so you want me to learn this lesson? It's like, maybe. Shut up. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a Miss Miyagi, aren't you? It's like, a what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, wax on, wax on. So, like, and even his powers are pretty fun. Like, they are, by and large, evil-esque kind of powers. Like, these are the kinds of powers you'd give to a villain to make them scary. But he uses but, them well. Like, his familiar is a pile of leeches. An abyssal horror made oh, no, real. That's underselling it. If it was ever not his familiar, this thing is like a world-ending monster. Yeah. It is a doomsday monster. And it's his pet. <laughs> it's his pet. He names it Colin, and it's amazing. And, and I don't even want to what, say what happens with fucking Colin. Jesus. Uh, but the, the character's <laughs> powers are was affliction, which is just yeah. piling on debuffs and piling on damage yeah, per second. Once, but once his debuffs are gone, there's dying. no off switch. Like, yeah. So that's when he casts Doom. Yeah, which no, just perpetually it's just like it's inevitable. Yeah. Well, like as he goes through it and he starts fighting more and more people, like he starts to <clears> instead <throat> of just going straight for combat, he starts telling people, "Look, we can fight if you want, and I'm fucking completely down for that." But once we start. There is no off. You can't back out. I can't yeah. stop this shit when it's on you. You're mm. once I've hit you once, you're going to die. Yeah, that's mm. all it is. There's no oh, I'll take all those afflictions off you because my off switch is you not even existing in this realm anymore. And it's not a pleasant way to go either. His powers no. are like he, they people waste away and just wither yeah. and die from the it's, chronic damage. It's not well, nice. Right poison yeah. blood poison death fucking everything and then go all right i'm gonna take all the things off you holy damage you've just burned from the core out you're fucked yeah like, pretty much it's damn <laughs> it was terrifying because oh the shit they give him like because it, it makes him so fun yeah it's not like this character with like big crazy nuke powers nah. like uh, a good given that we've also read a lot of it i know john does read it all mm. Um, we've been we've I've continued reading the Ten Realms, yeah. and in that the main characters are very like they have all these aggressive attack moves or some healing mm. or some stuff like that. Their support stuff is very subtle. Yeah. They've got a lot more aggression in their attack options. In this, having a character that's like, oh, like I've got to think about this. Like, can I even put debuffs on this? If I can, 
how I can't yeah. just hitting its armor isn't getting damaged and I've got to find how to get past it. it. He's yeah. got to yeah. think a lot more and it's really interesting the way he mixes his powers together to come up with solutions. I found the fighting in Ten Realms to be a bit meh. But the fighting it's in, very boring. The fighting in He Who Fights with Monsters is spot on. I quite like it. Mm. Well, it's also because he's not a like in certain ways, in very specific ways, he's extremely fucking overpowered. But in other mm. ways, like he's very squishy. If he gets oh, yeah. hit, he's very, very squishy. Mm. So he has to fight tactically, he has to move around and be active and in and out and try and throw him for a loop. That's why he mm. Chucks a Spider Man and talks shit to him the entire time to fucking mm. throw him off and actually how to get in and do anything. But And once he, he has had, nicked him, he talks to distract him long enough that they die. Yeah, and that he can keep laying him on. But, like, it's an actual like, intelligent way of fighting, right? These are my strengths. Yeah. I know my weaknesses, so I've got to try and keep that away from you. Mm. I quite like yeah. the back and forth for the whole fucking fights and story and everything. I mean, like, oh, great. I think the best example is the big thing where he gets known as for having evil powers is when he takes out the team of the guys in the simulation. Yeah, team of yeah. five or something? Or Yeah, team of uh, five. Not, not just um, a team of five. They're like a well-known, high-ranking yeah. team of five who are very nose in the air. Like, we are king mm. shit. Like, we're going to fucking do stuff. We are the best at everything. So they put them in a monster surge, essentially, which is a... Was well, it ten every no, ten years no, or so? For for this particular fight, it's like a holodeck. Like they're put yeah. in a situation and it's very fucking weighted towards him. Yeah. Like it's in the dark and there's these also spider monsters and everything in there that he's immune to. So it's very weighted, but fuck me, he tears the, him apart. The clever shit he does, like, you know, he does the talking, but because he's got all these shadows and one of his abilities is the ability to teleport through shadows, he gets to do the, like, I'm over here, no, I'm over mm. here, no, I'm over here thing. And he, um, he puts them off kilter helps. enough that he scares a friend of his into not talking to him for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. it affects a friendship because he does some messed up shit, because, like... Well, because in this one he, like, puts a corpse up and uses it as a puppet to fuck with them and uses a bit of a body shield to keep messing with them yeah. and... Yeah, dude, it's so intense. Like, even when they, they like, dive in the water, it's like, well, if hide in the water, he can't get to us out here. It's like, then the leeches show up. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. I forgot Colin was here. Yeah. I know, right? And yeah, I think that's the thing that works so good about, well, I don't know how it's going to go in the later books, but at least in this book, you quite often forget Colin's a thing. Yeah. Until he's like, and then I sprayed them with leeches, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, that's a thing. Well, like, you know, the 10th realm, like when, when you hit about... Sixth realm, seventh realm, you have that dip. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't found a dip. Like, oh. like, like it's not like a like a up and jump the shark. It's like a a continuous steady rise. Like you see, shit is happening, but it's like all contained, and mm. everything he does, he learns from and mm. and grows from. It's not just like, all right, here's a summit. Now we look at the next summit and the next summit. It's just a continuous mm. thing. Mm. Like, yeah. I think I mean, I'm on the 8th was... book, and like you can see a summit coming, but they're still on the steady incline. I think that's one of the things with... Um, there's only one thing that I found that was odd, in pacing-wise, for uh, Who Fights With Monsters. And uh, I'm going to throw up a bit of a spoiler here, because we're going to talk about the end of the book. Um, it's when some of the characters die. Yeah. Because a lot of them weren't in the book for a while. They'd been kind of... Sidelined. Like... Or... It, it's it's the guys who find him at the start. Uh, Farrah and Rufus gets fucked up, and so does Gary. Um, and Farrah died. Yeah. Um, 
But they'd kind of moved away in the book once he got his adventurous license, could do his own thing, and he started sort of forming his own team mm. with Humphrey and... Uh, the magic guy. I can't, uh, can't remember the magic guy's name. Um, I want to say Clive, but I don't think that's right. That might be it. Um, who are, the magic dude. He sort of started making his own magic, his own team, and, you know, it's all focusing on that, and then it does this thing where these characters die, and it's like, I kind of stopped caring about them. They weren't as important to the story anymore. They popped up occasionally, I, but that was it. I really only kind of knew them. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you've gotten to it yet, Swoosh, so we won't say what happens, but you're coming up on a point in the Ten Realms where some characters die. I can see that coming, like... They keep foreshadowing the war. It's like... Yeah. So, like, you're coming up to it. So I don't want to spoil anything so you can experience it on your own, but, like, some characters are going to die. Yeah. Uh, shock horror, it was going to happen at some point. Oh, yeah, it always does. But the Ten Realms spent multiple books building up characters so you knew who they were, what they were doing, and you still kind of cared about them. So when it did decide it wanted to kill some, it's like, oh, I kind of feel it a little more. Whereas Farrah dying, it was like... Eh. Oh no! Okay. And she died well, very quickly. It was like almost a side thing in the, but like also, Oh, and she's dead. Like, it also what? doesn't affect him as much as it does like the yeah. the first team that he's with. So hmm. Rufus hmm. and Gary, like they really go for fucking deep end. Oh after yeah! Him. Like, oh, they it really do. throws him for. A oh, fucking Rufus lift. is fucked. Rufus but, is just traumatized. Gary, Gary just says, "Not not doing this anymore," and just fucking walks away from adventuring. Yeah, hmm. and so like that whole little group like when because she's very much a fucking uh, a linchpin mm. that reigns one in and keeps yeah. the other fucking going mm. and without like him not being there he's they just picked him up on one of their adventures he was just yeah. a flash in the pan so like it's understandable mm. that it fucking moves away from them but it's interesting mm. that it, you can still see the impact it has on that little group yeah and, oh yeah and look impact wise like it's written well oh, like yeah. don't get me wrong Rufus's reaction to it, absolutely amazing. He's massively traumatized. They've built him up as a character who deeply cares for his team yeah. and yeah. wants them to be safe. Yeah. So having one of them die and him unable to save them, they write it amazingly well. Yeah. I actually really like the way Gary works. Mm. He's a he's a much more straight up warrior type. Yeah. So he has much of a, more of a warrior's reaction to the whole thing. Like death happens, I'm not happy about it, but we have to keep going. And yeah. the the little um, fight he has with Rufus when they're walking back uh, so thing, where it's the whole um, like oh it's it's my fault she's dead it's like no fuck you she died a hero you don't get to take that away from her yeah. like, that yeah. is a really good argument I like that and he's yeah. like if you ever do that again I will personally kill yeah. you yeah, and, like, yeah um, I, I enjoyed that and then later books you learn more about what happened in, look, in that I assume but a lot it, more of that was going to be later book material yeah but it's kind of the mic drop for this book yeah, is, is this happening and it feels weird because I haven't I've kind of lost interest in these characters and now you're like one of them died okay yeah um so they because like this book originally came out on Royal Road and it was lit, mm. written in like small chapters like little bits here and there and once they got to a point, it's like, fuck, we need to, we should release this as an actual book. So then they started compiling it. And so that's like, to me, it felt like it was almost like two and a half books. They could have ended mm, that yeah. like 
as a cliffhanger saying, oh my God, this is happening and they're just heading out to it and they could have ended it there. Yeah. And not, not, and cut a bit off the end mm. of it. Or you could have broken that one book up into two smaller books and still got two full arcing plot points and mm. then mm. let it into that way. Because you could have easily done like up until he stops hanging out with Rufus and starts doing yeah. his own then, thing. Yeah. And then did the, the do the own thing up to the point where they did end the book yeah. could have been easily two separate books. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then, oh, fuck, I've read so much. I'm trying to think of the points on it. But like the the following book, um, is like a completely different arc that has more relating to that fight. Oh, so okay. they could have had that as the opening for the next book instead yeah. of like an a point in that book that didn't really need to be having not read the second book just uh, having read this one book with no additional context that feels like it would have been a better idea yeah so that like this happens as the catalyst for whatever's happening yeah instead of instead of putting it right here at the end because like all this happens and then that is an ending it's like well that ending didn't really solve anything that happened before it mm. it's just another point you could have ended it and had a satisfying ending without that and then use this as the driving point for the next book mm. I think it, it it's uh, I, I, we had a discussion about this once before um, I think it's just an effect of the the way he's trying to collect arcs yeah. yeah this arc is supposed to end with this death and then start the next one yeah and the way it's written, because I think the guy still does it, he commits to like three pages a week. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think about how he was originally writing this, it's like the arc ends, and then the next week you're immediately getting the next three pages yeah. of the next arc. So, you're flowing straight into it. Yeah. He's, so it feels weird as an end of a book, but it's part of a continually written narrative. Yeah. That makes sense. It's not as weird. You're trying to kick off the next arc while the current arc is still running, so you, you don't have that dead time in the middle of like, well, what the yeah. fuck is happening? But by the same token, it's like, well, that arc is very jarring. It didn't need to be in this part of the arc. Yes. It could have used mm. something else to, to bring it across. Yeah. yeah but, but it is what it is. And again, it's not like it detracts from the book. It's not like I hate the book or I'm not going to read any more of them. No. Oh, definitely. I'm going to finish more. out the what's oh, available I, to the Ten Realms first, and then I'm going back. And yeah. the directions it takes and what they do with some of the characters, I fucking love. Um, yeah, yeah, and just Although, the, the we have whole... definitely found our niche for books, haven't we? Like, uh, I don't know where lit RPGs have been my whole life, but goddamn, was I fucking hooked on them? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I know. Even even like the the basic system of that, where like you get these basic stones, which give you your powers from a random fucking set list, and then mm. like, if you were fucking really into it, you could probably roll that up as a character fucking progression table. So, oh, right, yeah. you get a character. Fucking, you get ten stones. All right, and from these, from this stone, you could get a D one hundred of one of these powers, or one of these powers, or one of these powers. And then, as you use them, they evolve. All right, now you get this. Like changes this way. But it would be a pretty gonna, fun role playing system. Actually. It'd be a very fucking in depth. Like it'd take a lot oh. of fucking prep and a lot of screwing around. But it's just interesting. I it was a, yeah. a new idea of running it that. I hadn't really thought of before. I liked it. Again, great palate cleanser after 10 realms. Catch 22, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. I still can't remember if I actually finished reading it for I was just, like, delusion thought uh, I read it. Like, uh, ah. I'm going to try and find another shitty book for next month. <laughs> <laughs> but I have this month's book. Absolutely. And this month we're... We're reading Haunted by Chuck. I am not even going to try and pronounce that last name because I have... It, it's it's like Palahinuk. <laughs> I have no idea how to say his last name. For Spooktober. Um, so, Spooktober! Yeah, so... The, the, this is our spooky book. The scariest thing October. is how you pronounce this name. <laughs> yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, that, that raises the question. Um, are we going to be doing a Halloween episode? Uh... I mean, there'll be an episode going live on the 29th. Yeah, well, that'll work, which uh, means... Well, 31st of October is a Monday. Perfect. That too. Yeah. That too. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, we might get a couple things. Uh, but, so, the uh, book we're reading is Haunted. This book is essentially a bunch of writers who are not able to get work done in the real world get an invitation to essentially go to a writer's retreat for three months they eventually find out that this writer's retreat is basically a big enclosed theater that they will be locked inside of for three months with all the things they need to survive for that amount of time the writers pretty quickly figure out that stories that involve misery are better so they kind of spend the three months fucking with each other to make life worse so that they write better stories so you kind of have two narrative tracks running in the book. One is all of these authors messing with each other, and the other track is the stories they write. So you still get to get the little short stories that they write as part of this retreat. Nice. One of these story, like I'm gen, like I read a lot of horror novels. I'm not particularly off put by them. Um, I can keep doing pretty much anything I want, eat whatever. One of these stories actually made me stop eating when I read it. Oh wow. Um, so one of the short stories was enough for me to be like, I'm I'm not feeling good about eating food right now. Um, but like it's it's got some really great imagery in it. There's a, a bit I remember where they're talking about harvesting apples, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're in an underground, essentially a bunker. Where the fuck are you getting apples from? They're taking the light light bulbs out of the light fixtures. Huh. It's basically just a weird form of like the madness that they're talking about how they're harvesting apples. This sounds like it's fun. it's it. Whereas like you look at something like Catch Twenty Two, where it was like, "What the fuck is going on? This thing is bizarre. What is this fever dream of madness?" Hmm. This is much more. Let's follow down the track of madness and just sort of enjoy the ride. Yeah, fair. <laughs> that does sound interesting because I I love like creepy pastas and all that kind of stuff and like this sounds like a bunch of that and I'm in. Yeah, uh, look, it's a book I've... I have never met anyone who's read this book that I didn't recommend them read it. Mm. I, it. It seems to just not be known. I will admit I got it from a random YouTube video that wasn't even about this book. Wait, really? Um, and, and now yeah, that YouTube it was a video, video doesn't exist. It never really existed. It's just there. <laughs> but it was, a, it, it was a dude talking about uh, some Clive Barker video games. Mm. And so he was talking about other horror novels and other horror authors, and he mentioned this one, and I'm like, that sounds bizarre and interesting, and it is now my favorite horror book. Nice. Um, I've read plenty. I love them. They're great. But this is the one that I always go back to. I'm like, this one. This is 
This is the one that actually made me kind of feel, uh. Nice. This one got a reaction. Nice. Yeah. So, that's our spooky book for this month, is Haunted. Uh, I will post a link, because, like I said, I have no idea how to pronounce this dude's last name. <laughs> we would try, but um, no. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's going to be our October book. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, assuming you like that Just sort of thing. Um, out of curiosity, but, I mean, you does gave... the bloke reading this actually say, Haunted by, and then say the fucking name? Probably. <laughs> oh, oh, I can just imagine the amount of takes that would the... take. Like, just... uh, yeah. So, anyway, old Chucky boy wrote a book. We're going to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fun. It, it, it's creepy and fun. Um, yeah. So I hope you I hope you read along with us and enjoy it, and I hope you guys uh, have some interesting <laughs> reactions. Yeah, welcome to Spoke uh, to <laughs> to, the, to the to the story, and we'll talk about it next month, and we'll see what we what we thought. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we're well out past now, so uh, I think we're done for today. Y'all have a good one. Have fun. See ya. <laughs>